What's up, nerds? Welcome to Movie Stalkers. Plot twist, this is not Bradley. This is the other Hurtan brother. This is Thomas. Um, Brad's a little tie-tie right now, so I'm doing the intro. I got the honors. Super cool episode coming at you today. We are at episode 2-0, so big old 2-0. Uh, our guest today is a very special individual uh, named Wyatt Stav. That's S-T-A-V-V. We'll, uh, at the end, we'll put his uh, Instagram his Facebook, YouTube, all that jazz, so you guys can listen to it. That intro song that you guys heard is actually him playing. That is a song called Bow Down by the band I Prevail. Super good drummer. He's a professional. Pretty big YouTube sensation. Super excited to have him on. So today on this episode, we're going to kind of talk about drums and music. Uh, I've been a drummer my entire life, about 15 years. Brad has been playing guitar most of his life, so we kind of drum... Um, dive into music, drums, and then we also are all pretty much into fitness. Wyatt's been doing keto and intermittent fasting. I've been doing the same thing. I know a lot of my friends ask me about my diet and workout routine, so we dive into that as well. Then we randomly, if you're in, interested, we randomly get onto the topic of the best pre-workout. Talk about that for a while. And then last but not least, we actually go over a movie finally at the end. And we do Spider-Man Far From Home, and we get wide school perspective, and yeah, so enjoy the show. stupid young like it was like a play date kind of thing but uh but he had a kit where um i had the like the you know the the kids that are like it's like a snare drum and then a tom and then a little tiny splash cymbal that is just like a plastic crash or whatever and then yep. a kick drum i had that little thing <laughs> and then God. he had he had actually had a kit that was like one step above because it was tiny still but it had like a working hi-hat and i was like whoa what is this and then a snare and a kick, and there was like a more than there was like a, maybe a crash, maybe a ride. I can't remember, but um, I went over to his place and like he showed me this really basic beat, and I remember just like being so mesmerized that he played that. I was like, oh my god, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Kind of like the first time another neighbor showed me uh, playing like uh, another neighbor showed me um, uh, smoke on the water on guitar. Same thing. It was like, wow, you can actually play that. That's insane. But um, after that, that. that Christmas that I got like a, a full-size kit for the first time, and then I started lessons shortly after. So I think around like eight years old, maybe nine. And I didn't really take it super serious until I got closer to like um, being a teenager, like 12, 13. Uh, don't mind all the background noise. We're just doing construction in my house because there's no oh, to do. <laughs> we're we're, we're no replacing the entire uh, upstairs bathroom. Nice. <laughs> Master bath. Yeah. Sweet. Um. But yeah, I I kind of like did the opposite. I think with drums. Uh, sorry, we're kind of cutting you out, Brad. Just drummers. Uh, for those, no, I don't yeah. you know, <laughs> even know if people in this podcast know, but I've been a drummer for shit seven seventeen years now. I think uh, on and on and off though. But uh, but when I first started playing, so I think I was eleven 
or whatever. And I'd always wanted to be a drummer. Like you were nine. And this nine. Okay, mm-hmm. so then it's been two thousand one. Fuck, it's been nineteen years. Uh, but uh, yeah, like so I got did I I only thought me and Brad growing up literally only thought that country music was music. Like I didn't know there were genres because our dad was such a fucking hick. <laughs> like he was he was like trying to be a professional bull rider his whole life i'm not kidding you dude like i thought alan jackson was like oh there's like him and like 10 other artists and that's, oh, that's all there are in the music. world and that's that's the only music there is <laughs> and we would drive to school every other day because uh, we would carpool with our with our best friends and my mom would drive one day and it'd be country and we'd drive with with their mom the other day and we'd hear like like metallica. you know like metallica and like uh freaking uh God, I'm trying to think of that other band. I can't remember who. Nirvana. Uh, yes, Nirvana. And I'd be like, what is this taboo? Like, I thought it was taboo to listen to that. <laughs> but uh, but then but then Brad, he discovered this little band called Blink-182 and then showed that to me. And then the rest is fucking history for kind of like where I went with music. And then I, but I'd always wanted to be a drummer. I'd always tried tapping along to music and stuff. And my parents were like, no, no, no. Even though my dad was a drummer when he was a kid. And then finally in the seventh grade, my grandpa was like, hey, like if you get a 4.0, I'll pay for a drum set. And I was like, boom. <laughs> got a, nice. a 4.0 <laughs> and I got a drum set and I never looked back there. How did you, uh, how do you think you knew? Like, how did, what did that, what was that feeling like? That I wanted to be a drummer? Yeah. Because I played guitar and he didn't want to do anything I did, so yeah. he was like drums. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that was a pretty elegant answer. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So Brad, Brad's my older brother, so he's two years older. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like twenty months, I think, is what we are apart. Uh, yeah. Talk about how your guitar experience, Brad, and like how you got into it and all that stuff. Yeah, I just started it. Like, but I don't really play a lot anymore. But I just started like as a kid, like. When, like, music class, I, like, started doing guitar, and then my parents, like, started sending me to guitar lessons in Nevada City, and I think I did that for, like, five or six years. And, I don't know, I kind of, like, fell out of it a little bit, like, in my, like, junior, senior year, just, like, a lot of, like, life stuff going on then. But, like, I still, like, have a guitar. I still, like, will mess around on it every now and then, but definitely not like I used to be with it. I, and I've um, tried drums and I'm fucking terrible at it. <laughs> Everybody sucks at first. Yeah. I enjoy like listening to drums or like for... covers are awesome. Yeah, drum covers, there's something about a drum cover that a guitar cover or a bass cover or whatever, you name it. It just it can't it doesn't quite do the same thing, I feel like. And I guess right. it's just because like it's just more obvious what's going on, you know what I mean? Like because the distances between the elements are um, so far compared to just the distances between strings, you have, you see the motions mm-hmm. and like, even if you don't play the instrument and you have no idea what's going on, you can still kind of, to a certain degree, understand like just the body movements. Cause and, everyone uh, can air drum, dude. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yes. Uh, and, and like the same thing goes like, I know Brad watches drum covers, but he doesn't watch guitar. I can get, I, I don't know for sure, but I can guarantee fucking tea you don't watch guitar covers, Brad. I don't. <laughs> exactly. But I've seen like every Barker like cover there is. Yeah. Is he the so. guy who like kind of made him popular? What drum covers? Barker. No. Travis Barker. 
No. Uh, the guy who started drum covers, at least as far as I know of, is uh, Kobus from, from. I would Australia. say it was Kobus too. Yeah, it was like yeah. 2010. Yeah, he like started the whole thing. He was like the first one posting, and he he was from uh, South Africa. That's where. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, Travis Barker did like that uh, Forever song, um, and then he did like one other song and it was like famous because no one had ever done like a drum cover but then Kobus just started doing like you know he found the formula where it's like pick a very popular song do a drum cover to it like Katy Perry you know like do a Katy Perry song do a Kelly Clarkson song and then it, drum covers kind of went off from there I remember I was I was in the dorms why that was when uh Kobus came out and I was in the dorms and I would just sit there watch these drum covers because i couldn't play the drums my freshman year because i was in the dorms i had a practice pad but if i played it so like give it like 10 sec, 10 minutes probably and the ra would come by and be like hey it's too loud stop and i'd be like fuck <laughs> <laughs> so i went a whole basically a whole year without playing the drums at all i would just maybe touch my sticks every once in a while gotcha damn dude yeah yeah was, uh, drum covers i think it was kobus who really like I don't know. He blew my mind, dude. He's the reason why I started making covers, too. Actually, that's not true. He led to Luke Holland, and then Luke Holland was the reason for me, because I saw that Luke Holland had, like, posted some videos, and got he got picked up by bands because of those videos, and then I was like, oh, so I'm going to do that now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, yeah. um... Yeah. And the same, same goes for, like... Like, uh, you, like I had never wanted to like attempt a drum cover and then I started watching your shit and I was like, fuck, this looks sick. Yeah. Like, I don't know. For, for those of you listening that haven't seen any of Wyatt's videos, there's you, I remember you were talking about like a wow factor and stuff and there's a, there's usually a niche. I would say that each drummer has in a drum cover, whether it's like Luke Holland, who his is just freaking ghost notes and going insane. Uh, and then you know Kobus very intricate beats and everything and kind of picking those popular songs but then with yours it's just like the for me it was like just like stick tricks that are not like overly like oh watchy watch watch just the stick tricks it was like perfectly balanced stick tricks with the perfect like uh posture which is like I don't know why that's something that I get intrigued with but I'm just like damn he sits up so proper and straight and I do not. <laughs> huh, and, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I should, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pick up on that style. And then also the thing is that you, you play a lot of metalcore music, like, you know, I Prevail, As They Die, and all those bands. And to me, like, I'm just like, those are my bands, dude. Like, yeah. So. But, um, yeah, the posture thing, I like watched a lot of, um, Luke had okay posture. Uh, but it was Matt Griner and uh, the dude from Texas, Adam Gray. It was those two that um, really blew my mind. Oh, from Texas posture. in July? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That guy is fucking insane. Yeah, I know, right? A lot of people yeah. think, like, because like, I do a lot of the same. Well, I don't do a lot of stick tricks. I really just do three, and then I do them a little bit too much sometimes, and then sometimes <laughs> not enough. But um, <laughs> the three that I do, I just got from – a lot of people will be like um, – I guess, like, mention that, oh, like, he does a lot of the same stuff as Luke does. But, like, the, the, the toss is, like, right out of Adam Gray's handbook. And I think that's where Luke got it, too. Because Luke's first gig was, uh, 
was touring with uh, as a fill-in for Adam Gray when he was like 17 or something. He got like a phone call in class in high school and uh, he took the phone call. He, he like left the room and took the phone call and it was Adam Gray and Adam Gray was like, hey, I saw you posted a video. I have to sit at Toro. Can you go on the road? And then boom, there he goes. Peace. Damn, dude. That's all you need to do. That was that one breakthrough, right? Yep. What, what was uh, what was like your, I guess, breakthrough point where you were like, oh shit, I, I could go somewhere with this? Uh, I never really had anything like that. Like I intentionally set out to do this and like everything that's kind of come about has been because like I set it as a goal and I worked my ass off towards it kind of thing. So like I had a first, when I was 16, I had a band that introduced me to touring, um, for the first time. And, uh, okay. So before that, before that, I wanted to get into bands and I saw Luke do it through the cover route. So I started posting covers. So I posted like two or three covers and then I sent the links to those covers, to like a ton of bands around Toronto. And then I just started taking like the train and buses and uh, just backpacking around the city to all the different auditions that I was lining up from having a couple of videos. And then I found one band through all of that that really stuck out. Uh, cause they had like transportation, they had like a real van, they had like a back line, <laughs> yeah. um, like all this stuff. Right. And the, the vocalist too, at the time was, um, he was on, a um, he was on like, he was on family channel here in, uh, Canada, which is, which is the Disney channel in Canada. He was doing like, um, like Disney channel type pop songs and, um, he was the vocalist of this band. So I was like, well, shit, like there's a fan base just from that. So like that introduced me to like playing shows and like touring and, um, and like, it was the first time where I would go to shows and people would be like, yo, it's like JD and Wyatt or Matt and Wyatt or whatever, like other members from the band. And, um, that, that was where I really... Like, I already knew at that at that point that I wanted to do this for good, but that was what really sort of set it in stone that, okay, this is it. Like, I'm doing absolutely this for as long as I possibly can. And then I just, like, when, when that fell apart, I just, like, kept trying to find more stuff like that. And, like, things came and I did stuff, but, yeah. Yeah. That's the secret. It's just, if you want to do it, just don't stop doing it. Because, like, I don't know, there was, when I was in that band, I met this dude, Matt, who's like one of my best friends still to this day. And, um, and he showed me this band. I don't remember the details on it. It was like a YouTube video way back in the day, like when I was 16. So, you know, going back now, I'm like 24 now. So, um, he showed me this band that was a, a cover band and it was a bunch of like older dudes and they were older because they had been doing it forever. Like they were doing covers. It was like ACDC. I think they were doing ACDC covers <laughs> in local bars their entire life. And they just never stopped and they wanted to go big with this at some point. And, uh, they had originals, but it was like half covers, half originals. And, um, something happened where like they wanted to do it seriously and they just kept doing it. And then they got picked up. They, their story got picked up by, um, I can't remember some big band like found out about them and then helped them get everything set up, help them get producers a record deal, all, all of it, you name it. And then the band went off and like was its own thing for a little bit. And I like, he told me that all the time. And he's like, so as long as we don't stop this, I'm like, all right, dude, sounds good. As long as we keep doing this, I'm 16. As long as we keep doing this, we'll get it. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I don't know. That's uh, kind of our, it's just persistence, right? Yeah. And that's, that is the one thing about you is like, you just have never as as Andy Sandberg would say, never stop, never stopping, you know? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and that's just like what, what you've kept doing. And 
Unfortunately, that from like Star? Yes, it's from Five Star. <laughs> yes, and this song, never stop, never stop. That's the that's the movie. Come on, but um, I know like me and Brad both went through like phases of being really into it. It's like when I first started drumming, dude, I was like into it, and I immediately got drum lessons, which was the best thing ever. I had a great drum teacher. He uh, actually was a drummer in the military, and so I learned really good rudiments. And which like was my favorite thing because I know that Travis Barker, who was my favorite drummer, was really into rudiments and like was in, you know, really into jazz. And so like, I went to a couple of jazz camps and I just got so into it with practice all the time when I went home, was obsessed. And then in high school, I, I ended up playing at our county fair, which I would say our fair is pretty popular, Brad, right? Yeah, it's a pretty big fair, especially yeah, for I, a smaller I, town. It's huge. Yeah. And People like I was traveled like, to it. Yeah, and like I was 14 years old playing at the fair, and then because I was this freshman coming into high school that could actually drum, a a couple of, uh, you know, just bands at our high school had reached out to me and like, oh, like, hey, like, we need a drummer. And then I had like gigged with a couple of them, and I was just kind of like, a couple of these bands do, (laughs) like, the talent is just not there. And, And like, I wasn't like conceited or anything, but I was just like, this is way below my level, I guess you could say, because also keep in, keep in mind why, like we lived in a super hick, all white remote mountain town. So, oh, wow. yeah, it, true. yeah. So, you know, we literally had probably five, maybe 10 people that weren't white at our, at our high school of 2,500 people. That's not an exaggeration. Damn, so, Yeah. So, but then, uh, then I just like did a random, uh, cover band with, uh, my friend Dallas and, and Daniel. And we did, we had like a battle of the bands at our high school and everything. And that was cool and stuff. Uh, that was fun, but yeah, like always. You did the cover in you unplugged as a senior. You did the cover of forever. Oh, that's right. That was like, when I was like, holy shit, I was like, Tom's fucking like good at drumming now. Yeah. Yeah, I did a remake of like Travis Barker's drum cover forever and it was in front of a lot of people. Oh, or at least dude. at least to me. It was like at least like I would say at least like fifteen hundred people. Yeah. You know, up and that was insane. That's and then I just, sick. Yeah, and I just remember like after that every girl at high school was obsessed with me, which is cool. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I was just a senior. But uh yeah. I like always stayed with drumming just enough to keep getting better, but I never like once high school hit because a lot of life stuff happened, I just didn't play it as much as I should have. And then when college hit freshman year, I discovered that I liked drinking and going out and trying to flirt with girls and I didn't have my drum set there, so that kind of went on the back burner. And then in college um, me and my buddy Frankie would just play strictly John Mayer because that's all he knew how to play. And we would just like play, I would just play the drums all onto him. And we would just play in my room. And then like, it happened like two or three times where random people would, this is the college time, mom would come knock on our door and be like, hey, do you want to play at our party later tonight? And we'd be like, yeah, sure. Oh, and so I'd, t- I'd take my drum set over there and you bring his guitar and we're like, yeah, we're not going to sing, but we'll just play some tunes. And yeah. like people, people were about it and it was fun, but I've definitely fallen off the wagon. Um, and then until I, until like I found your videos and started playing a lot more again. So oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Brad, you yeah, kind of did the same thing with, with guitar, right? 
Yeah, but I haven't picked it back up. Like, not like I should. I don't know. I'd between work and fucking video games and stupid shit. Nah. What video games you play? Uh, Dota two mainly. Like as of like the last year. I then, I created that monster. Yeah. Uh, like a little bit of Apex. Uh, like Battlefield five. And then I just recently got the new Star Wars game. That's pretty sick. Oh, yeah, I've heard really good um, things about that game. I gotta pick it up. It's pretty sick. It's dude. Um, do you want to know what game I bought literally today and started what? playing? It is Doom Eternal. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. Is it well, good? Well, I didn't. I heard from one. Yeah, apparently it's really good. Uh, okay. Joe Rogan did a podcast. Yeah, with, with the, the guy who produced yeah. it. Yeah, I listened to it. I listen to like yeah, every Rogan it. podcast. All you have to do is just if you think you don't want to play it, or if you if you don't if you don't know if you're gonna like it or not, you gotta just watch the, the intro trailer that actually is like the intro to the game, basically. Right. That literally gave me goosebumps, and I was like, "Let's fucking go!" And then it goes then down to like some like double bass, freaking hardcore breakdown, and like to get you into the game, and you're like. Okay, let's fucking go. So I literally bought it, you know, like four hours ago and was playing it up until this. It's just single player too, right? There's like multiplayer elements to it where like, um, and I only know this from that Rogan podcast, but they have something where you can be fighting demons and then people can join you to like Like two on one or something, yeah. No, I don't think it's co-op. It might be co-op, but the way that it was described in the show was that like people will come and try and jack you up. So like it's like a PvP thing, but you're also fighting demons in your own. Uh, I don't know. I'm hmm. not sure. I'm not I remember sure. in that podcast, Rogan was like drilling him. He's like, so it's multiplayer, and he's like, not really. And he's like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Like, what are you oh, doing? Shit. Like, you need to have multiplayer in 2020 to really blow, right? Hey, on those uh, videos you do, like the cover ones. Is yeah. that like typically like all one shot or will you like shoot it a couple times and like mix it together or is it usually I, just like one take? I only own uh, one camera. So every so angle all... is a different take. Oh, uh, so you do it multiple times and then like mix it? Yeah, yeah. So oh, I'll do cool. um, Yeah. I'll do the audio separate from the video mm-hmm. and then I'll do each angle separate from each other because I just move the camera around wherever I need it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like very, like, like classic theatrical kind of stuff where like the audio is taken care of on its own. Yeah, you know, as many audio mix and, and then yeah, exactly. Everything's shot on one camera. You know, you get the angles you need that way. Whatever. Right. What do you mix the audio on? Like Pro Tools? Uh, no, Logic. Logic. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yeah, and um, I guess like the way I got. The way I do it is just because when I started doing them, I had, like, no equipment whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out a way to, like, make it look and sound okay with absolutely nothing. Right. And um, now I've just kind of stuck to that. Um, I'm going to, like, slowly go more, like, the traditional route uh, eventually. I guess I just got to get some cameras. They're just so damn costly. Right. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Is that uh, the studio like you shoot it in? Is that like at your house? Yeah, it's Damn. my basement. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The lighting on it is like really cool too. It's like dude, right? It looks the lights are good. crazy. Yeah, they're um they're just like fifty dollar IKEA towers that I put uh as high as white as bulbs as I could get in 
And then um, I have a, uh, there's two $75 Ikea towers. One of them I actually like used um, old like uh, speaker <laughs> cable and right. um, and uh, like cable cable from like when you plug cable into the wall. And I use that to like string it up to the ventilation duct above me. And then I have the same thing directly behind me. Damn. Yeah, no, it looks hella sick. Yeah, it's and it's like super, super clean cheap. Look. Anybody can put that together. I always like, wondered what that lighting was, but now it makes sense. Yeah, they're just like key lamps, and I got bulbs from Home Depot. They were super white. <laughs> don't don't tell anyone. It's very uh, expensive. You can't afford to do. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't know the first thing about video, so I just like yeah, that looks kind of cool. Fuck it, let's see how it works out. <laughs> let's yeah. make this bright as shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something that I kind of figured out. I think like talking to my friend Vincent, he helped me with it a bit. Just kind of like in passing, I started to realize that like if you overlight it and then you uh, like lower the exposure and like the ISO kind of thing, then you get a, a crisper image. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So I just cranked and put as many lights in the space. And the thing about it too is like because the camera like to get it to look like that, I lower the exposure pretty far. So if you're actually in the space, like it's it's blinding bright in there. Right, um, but it's easy to adjust like after. Like, exactly, that's right. Yeah. It's so like I audio. You'd rather have it like too loud as opposed to too quiet. It's yeah. Easier yeah, to turn exactly. it down than boost it. Exactly, yeah, same thing. But uh yeah, I get like if I spend too much time in the space and you can get headaches, it's just so bright and crazy. <laughs> that's what's up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, um Yeah, you just it, it's funny, like having a YouTube channel for you, like I feel like you just learned as you went, kind of, you know? Oh, totally. Like, 100%. you just dove head, for, head first in, and that's, like, that's what me and Brad have done with this. You know, we've had our fair share of struggles. We're still under, I think this is our 21st episode or something nice. like that. So, it's, like, you know, and I remember I was listening to one of your uh, other podcasts that you were on, and you were just saying, like, don't even look at the numbers. Just, like, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, just, yeah. Just get that content. And like the first five episodes, I'm like, why the fuck did we do that? And then it's like, <laughs> well, you had to get them out of the way, you know, like you yeah. had to, you had to do it. And then the next five was like, well, this was good. Why the fuck did we do that? And then you kind of like, after a while, I guess we, we have like our formula down, I guess you could say now where we're like, oh, this is what we do. Yeah, you know? a little bit. And now it's like more of a routine. Like every Sunday we record, usually we post on Wednesdays yada 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 and i assume it's probably the same for you like you kind of have a little bit of a formula now um you had it dialed in like when you were on that grind where you were waking yeah. up like 2 a.m but that you were just like robot mode then yeah it like yeah i had it i had it dialed in exactly and like but i was putting it way less right like uh i was yeah. i was like i was counting every second of the day so that I could get two videos up a week. Now I post, you know, Damn. sometimes sometimes twelve videos in one week, like depending on what's going on, right? So yeah, um, it's like a different thing now. But honestly, I wish I was more. Well, see, the thing with me is I have a formula for the types of content, but like as far as like scheduling my life right now, that's like the biggest struggle. Is like I kind of wish I was still, I guess like like had it. I don't know. I don't wish I had a job, but like, I wish I had something that was, I'd have to schedule around that would keep me like tight, you know? Cause when you 100%. have the whole day, 
it's so easy to just like ah, oh, I'll just you know yeah. play Destiny for ten minutes, <laughs> yes. whatever you know. Ten minutes, five like, hours. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like that's yes. the hardest part is just like trying to schedule myself. It's so rough. Yeah, the issue I run into is you know I got the job at the hospital working as a nurse now, and I work three. We're gonna call them thirteen hour. That's being generous. They're like thirteen and a half, depending on the day. But I work three days a week, and I usually work three in a row, and then I have four off. And, like, so I worked, especially now with all this corona shit going on, work's just so goddamn stressful. I already got exposed to apparently two patients that tested positive, and I have any protective equipment on. Um, Yeah, that's another story. But uh, it's like, like I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or, sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I don't go back till this Friday. So I have seven days off without taking any time off. And it's like, shit, what do I do for seven days? So like, you know, I got off and Friday, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to play video games. And then Saturday rolled around and I was like, Let's play a little more <laughs> video games. And now it's like Sunday. I'm like, oh, okay, I have to do the podcast. Like today was the first day I was a little bit productive doing stuff. And like, and then I was like, oh, it's. And the other thing that's making it worse, dude, is there's no fucking gym. Like I was living, at, I I live at the gym. Not don't live at the gym, but I go five days a week. It's and part now of that's, your structure. Yes, and now that's totally You're a very fun. structured person. Yeah. So when you don't have something, it messes you up. Yeah, it, it's freaking shitty, man. Right, you still have that gym? Do you you have a bunch of weights in your in your basement, don't you? Yeah, um, but I go to a gym uh, across the street, actually. Because uh, I need to get out of the house, so but it's closed. So nice. it's, it's closed. Is close everything now. everything closed there? Oh yeah, everything's shut yeah. down. Nothing's open. The grocery stores and like like some like non-essential place or sorry, essential places are open. Uh, like grocery stores. Um, I but wish like grocery stores were non-essential right about now. <laughs> but um, when you go to them, you have to like wait outside because it's like. Each store is different, but I think the highest cap you can have is like 50 people. Like some stores will be like 25 people. That's it. And you have to stand outside and you stand in line and they like tell you like stand six feet from everybody. So the lines go really long because there's like a ton of people waiting in the parking lot to get into the store. (laughs) Dude, I want to work at a grocery store up there. Yeah. So Brad works at a, a, he works at a safe, he he manages the (laughs) Safeway in, in our, in Grass Valley where we're from. So he... Yeah, like our store hours adjusted, like we're open way less. Now we're only open like six to nine. We used to be open five in the morning till one o'clock at night. So we're only closed for four hours a day. Ah, And so now we're closed like almost like eight hours. But as soon as we open at six in the morning, people like a whole flock of people just come in. And I'm just like, well, here's the virus. Like just like people just running through the door like it's Christmas Eve. Jesus. And they all bolt to the toilet paper aisle, or the paper aisle, as we call it. And all the toilet paper is usually sold within, like, the first hour that we're open. We're, like, um, <laughs> already stocked on that stuff now. Because that was the thing here, too, for a little bit, was the toilet paper and all that. Like, <laughs> and it's just why toilet paper? <laughs> why is that the number one thing people worried about? Dude, here's what my brother said to me. was uh, apparently, like... There was one point a couple of years ago where there was this like Reddit story that blew up where it was like, I'm butchering this, but something on Reddit <laughs> happened where people were talking about it in, a, in a doomsday event. No one ever really thinks about the toilet paper. And this was a post from Australia. 
and the toilet, and then the guy, there was like a whole thread of all these people talking about, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like the toilet paper is like the first thing you would want to have a ton of in like the event of a doomsday. And then I don't know, like something happened where that was still a thing. And then Australia was the first to run out of toilet paper. And then as soon as everybody reported on that, everybody ran out of toilet paper. It was definitely just like the virus. It was like a spread. Like exactly, it yeah, just like right. once it hit one person's head, like someone else was like in the store, like, I don't need toilet paper, but since they have it, I'm going to get it. And also one of the guys I work with has a theory that because toilet paper takes up so much space on the shelf, you don't like realize that like the shelf really doesn't hold that much toilet paper versus like, you know, little cans. So oh, yeah, just yeah, right. like a couple, you know, like 20, 40 extra people buying it, like you're gone. like, holy shit, it'll it's all it, gone. It'll put it, it'll put yeah. it in it. It's definitely, I mean, it's the biggest size thing, you, you know, they have at a grocery store. Well, we, um, Lindsay and I, we went, when it all started happening with everybody freaking out, like, I guess weeks ago now, we weren't, we weren't like on lockdown. Um, we, we went to uh, Costco and looked for toilet paper and it was all gone. So we got like a shit ton of, uh, like tissue boxes <laughs> just in case we didn't actually <laughs> run out though. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We got a whack load of tissue boxes. And that, people weren't grabbing that. I was like, what the hell? That's like the, that's the same damn thing. It's just like a little bit better. Like, what this are you is, doing? You know? This is softer toilet paper. <laughs> this is softer toilet paper. Like, let's, and it dispenses. You don't have to rip it. There's no issues with rolls or whatever. <laughs> dude, how many know, plumbers just... are going to get calls from like fucked up septic systems because people are using dude. like paper towels? So <laughs> like what? there was the, the mayor, the mayor of Reno made an announcement yesterday to only please only flush toilet paper <laughs> only because people only flush toilet paper because people are trying oh. to save the toilet paper right now, I guess, and flush other things like just use oh. like paper towels and the, the oh not the, uh, the, the flushable wipes that aren't actually flushable. So oh here's a here, here. Yeah. Here's a random story is, um, Obviously, I work in the nursing <laughs> field, and usually about one out of every four of your patients cannot control their bowels or their urine, you know? One every four? 25%? Dude, he's got <laughs> so yes. many Word, dude. <laughs> Yeah, 100%, dude. I wipe, a, I wipe a lot of butts, see a lot of dicks, and a lot of some other weird stuff. It's just a terrible porner. <laughs> Basically, every day I walk into work, I see a patient, I go, I never saw that in my anatomy book. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we were, had these um, disposable wipes that we used to clean the patients because they're nice and smooth, they're pre-moistened, and that's when you're wiping their butts or cleaning them up or whatever. You've also got patients that are in comas and stuff and all that jazz, so you have to clean them. Um, and apparently... Our hospital was the cause of uh, a plumbing issue. So our hospital took away all of our flushable wipes. So oh, now we hell? have now we have to use just uh like regular like hand towels that you would like find at a gym. What? Yes, and those like you know how those are like rough, so it just like scrubs the fuck out of your skin. Right. So I I, cause I throw them away regardless because I'm like, I'm not going to put this through the, uh, biohazard stuff to get clean. Like this has human feces on it. So I just throw it away, but I started using, um, pillow sheets cause they're smooth. So you have these patients that you'll wipe like all, like, oh. you know, five times a day cause they soil themselves five different times a day. And you're like, you're, you start making them bleed cause it's so rough. 
And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start using. I'm gonna use pillow sheets. And everyone's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, yes, I can. And look how freaking smooth their bottom is still, because I've been using this the last three days. <laughs> Dude, um, this is making me think of uh, like the very most recent JRE. They had a Navy SEAL on. He's all. He was, you could use rocks. Yeah, dude. He's like. Andy he's Stone. Like, <laughs> I wet my ass with gravel. And Joe's like, wait, what? What did so you did just it, say? Did it work? He's all on now. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really check. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, he was like, trust me. There's been plenty of days where I've gone out and a t-shirt's become a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I get back, I'm wearing one sock instead of two. Yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> that should be laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not that bad. That's fucking. Good. There's funny days. T-shirt has become the tank top. Oh yeah, that's what's that up. that episode actually like is probably one of the best ones like in a while I've heard yeah. in a long time, and I oh, listen yeah, to like sure. every single one. But yeah, same here. I miss. He used to have. I feel like he's had a lot better guests on back in the day. I yeah. miss all. Like, he used to have more seals and like fitness guys, like Jocko. I like Jocko, yeah. Andy. Yeah. There's a lot um, of conversations that I don't, we don't really hear anymore. I wish we did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dorian Yates is my favorite one, dude. If you haven't listened to that one, oh my God, that's a so fucking thing. good, dude. Dude, I've jammed that one like two or three times. Although I think my favorite is um, – that's a really good one. It's up there for sure for me. But I think my favorite overall is the it was the first one for um, – what's that dude? He's another SEAL. He's the crazy one. Uh, Goggins, David Goggins. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Or first Brad one, I was like <laughs> – that blew my mind. Uh, um, Cameron really, Haynes. Cameron Haynes. A really, yeah. really random uh, podcast episode you should listen to, Wyatt. Uh, also, you, Brad, is um, it's by the Jaco guy, and it's called Into the Fire, and it is about a Marine that uh, about the battle he experienced when he won the Medal of Honor in Afghanistan. Yeah, listen to that. Oh, you listened to it? Yeah, I don't think I finished it, but I got like halfway through or so when I'm doing cardio kind of thing. Yeah, I listen to a lot of Jocko's. Yeah, Jocko's yeah, cool. Those are intense. Speaking oh, of a, yeah. uh, speaking of a uh, fitness, what's your you're you're still kind of a big fitness guru, aren't you? Uh not as much as I used to be, but yeah, definitely trying to get back into it. I took like it was a couple months where I wasn't really I wasn't really doing much along those lines, but um. But as of late, yeah, I've been uh, I've been hitting the gym pretty hard. Um, yeah. Well, when I could. Uh, today I did yoga. That's something I there take a second nice. for. You, I remember you saying you'd wanted to get into that. Sorry, remember I saying what? That you were saying that you'd wanted to get into that and getting into yoga. Uh, really? I, I've been doing yoga since I was like pretty young. Oh, really? Maybe it's Bikram Maybe yoga. Maybe something else. No, it was calisthenics. That was, that was, oh, okay. Was, yeah. yeah, I've never I've never messed around with like CrossFit or calisthenics, but uh, I want to do more calisthenics stuff. I feel like a lot of it there's a lot of parallels to that and martial arts. And like I was when I was younger, I did a lot of martial arts. Like I um, I competed in tournaments for Taekwondo a whole a whole lot. I was like most of my childhood actually. Um, and like just go. like the way you train martial arts, it's a lot of body body weight stuff, kind of yeah. similar to calisthenics, I guess. So. I don't know. I want to start doing more stuff like that, but then every time I go to do it, I'm like, or I could just lift that weight and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do. There's a pretty yeah. cool uh, calisthenics YouTube page uh, called Denx. And oh yeah, does, I, like, I watch them. Yeah, he does like a lot of really crazy shit. The the yeah, that, that guy doesn't know how to put a t-shirt on. 
<laughs> and he's got big nipples too, man. Oh, yeah, he's got fat. <laughs> he's got he's got he's got some weird nipple placement. Every time I'm just like I can't stop looking at it, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The, the best thing that started happening to me for fitness wise is I I started doing the stairmaster. Uh, you know, level nine, 30 minutes a day. And then, and I don't know why it just makes me feel so freaking good. Yeah. I dude. just get super oh, yeah. sweaty and just like, I love being like drenched in my own sweat. I mean like, damn dude. I And like, then I look at the calories burn and it's like 425 calories burn. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like I can go eat a yeah. Big Mac right now. I was starting every day for uh, almost six months. I was starting every day except for weekends, five days a week with, uh, with 30 to an hour on the, stair climber and then after that i'd hit the weights nice. i don't know there's something about that like that type of cardio in particular too because like you're working your cardiovascular system but then there's also a lot like there's like a lot of uh i wouldn't say like it's the same thing as weightlifting but there's definitely muscle development going on so yeah like it endurance especially for like being a drummer and stuff like i don't know like your your you just feel like your legs and your body especially if you don't use your hands like I always do what I call like the no hands challenge where I don't put my hands on anything while I'm doing the Stairmaster. So I just walk yep. and it, it just, I don't know. It just seems it's more of a full body. And like, and if you look at it calorie wise, like usually they say that jump roping or Stairmaster is biggest bang for your buck, like time put in versus calories burned. Yeah. But, there's and, something and, like and about thing, cardio too, that like works your like mental muscle, like in your brain. Yeah, because, like, like, lifting weights just doesn't do, like... Yeah, because, like, sometimes it's, like, such a feat for me. Like, I look at the time, because I put, I set the timer for 30 minutes, and, like, I see it, and I'm like, oh, I I, I, per I purposely don't check it, and then I look, and I'm like, I must be halfway through, and it's, like, 17 minutes left, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like, do I stop here? Like, or or, like, but I always power through, but, and I don't know why, I just, I like being able to put on... I like being able to watch something. So I'll, I'll, I'll put something on my phone and I'll just like watch like YouTube for a while or I'll watch, I was watching Ozark for a while until I finished it. And like, that'll just distract me. And then I don't even like notice that I'm breathing heavily and hating right. my life near the end. And there's something about when you like sweat a lot, like you feel like you like really worked out hard. There's like yeah. something rewarding about it. Like when your clothes yeah. are drenched, you're like, yeah, I did a good that, job. That's what I was going to say about you, Wyatt. Like, so I've always worked out first and done cardio after. And then, like, the week before all this shit happened, I was doing cardio before and working out after. And I swear to God, my workouts were better after doing cardio. Oh, really? Like, I was, I was just drenched in sweat. And I was just, like, pumped. Like, let's fucking go. Huh. I don't I don't know why I don't know like I was, was tracking my lifts and I was lifting a little bit heavier usually like I was doing like one to two more reps right. but I don't know if it was just my cardiovascular system being all pumped up and could be yeah could also been a total pumping and blood flow and just mental. total placebo thing but I just like mentally I feel so much better after I do after I do cardio I would imagine it's like I would imagine it's like a mindset thing like you the, the pushing past you described at your 17 minute mark or whatever it is like that state to get through that you then you you can get into it quicker and then you carry that into your workout i don't know if that's the case everybody like i've always done 
uh, cardio first simply because if I don't do it first, I won't do You're it. not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but everybody says that, like, like all serious lifters say, like, cardio after because, like, you want your full glycogen deposits, your stores to be, like... For you your know, muscles, your, yeah. Exactly, right? Your full energy to go into the weight regime. Then when you're gassed, then you can go to your cardio and worry about the other stuff. But I don't know. I've always done cardio first, and it's just, like... I don't know. I, I have the same workout either way. It depends on how much pre-workout I take. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which uh, which pre-work which pre-workout are you taking right now? Oh, it's shitty. I don't even want to tell you. It's embarrassing. It's just Come on, the, the No Fury stuff from Walmart. The the pink, like you know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Gold? No. What's it called? I can't remember the brand. Awesome it's, it's called N. O. Fury. What is it? Oh, name? I know what you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Walmart brand. It's not really. Yeah, it is. Like, if you Google it, you will find like stories of people's like organs shutting down because they take it and stuff like that. Like, it's not. It's not good. There's, there's like, yeah, dude, seriously. I got called up the other day, and they're like, uh, my buddy calls me up and he goes, "Yo, what's the pre workout you take?" And I tell him, and he goes, "Dude, there's like an open lawsuit right now because that like killed somebody's kidneys or something." And I was like, is it, I, uh, is it the six stars? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it is. muscle <laughs> tech. Muscle tech. I'm looking it up on Reddit, and it's fucking great. Yeah, it's terrible for you, but um, I don't know. It's cheap. That's the thing. I like I drop money on my um my protein powder, but I just I don't I don't know. Not a lot of my powders I I can afford to like right. go go all out in, and I feel like the protein is a little bit more important. I don't always do pre workouts, depending on like coffee, I guess, or whatever. So yeah, I can't I, really I, do pre workouts anymore. They make me like shaky and. I used to be able to do them as a kid really easy. And then I just like at some point like hit this like wall where they made me feel like unhealthy. And I was like, I need to stop taking this all the time. Oh, yeah. I can totally see that depending on which one you're doing. Yeah. I need a good I one. That... Recommend me one. What, which one do you use? I, I was going to say, dude, have you, you like ever, tr- have you ever tried? No. <laughs> have you ever tried Nitroflex? Nitroflex? No. Nitra. N I T by by by, by Gat. I will if you have not. I will, I will, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you one. Try cool. try Do Mesomorph. G-A-T- no Mesomorph. <laughs> fuck no. No, I don't want to kill Wyatt. Come on. What's no. Do you want to lift a building? <laughs> mesomorph <laughs> is is saying? cocaine. Sick. Dude, uh, wh- okay, no. I have a question. Why is it that pre workouts are like gender specific? Like, I'm on this site right now for the one you just said, uh, Intro Introflex. Is that what Nitro- it is? Nitro- Nitroflex, Nitro- excuse me. Yeah. yeah, I'm on the site. I scroll down a little bit. It's like safe for women. It's got like a badge beside. It's like why? Would, if it's safe <laughs> for men, why wouldn't it be safe for women? What's up with that? Fuck if I know. Man. Some of them Power. have like uh, anti estrogens. Oh, oh okay, so okay, okay, that can be a thing. So you don't get them bitch tits when you're on the roads. Yeah, you know what? Um, actually, that makes sense. I, I think I, I think I knew that. Actually, <laughs> I just haven't thought about it in a while. <laughs> um, but no, getting more into like pre workouts and stuff. Like I, I've taken a lot. I started out with Jack 3D in college, like when everyone else did, and it was insane. And I did No Explode back when it freaking had trace amounts of fentanyl and fedrin in it, and. Dude, what the- what are you doing? <laughs> That's what you know. Explode the original formula had that dude had trace amounts of fentanyl, so you wouldn't feel the pain when you were working out. Yeah. Like no wonder you felt so good. And Jacked fed- was the fedrin. best. Though. Yeah, Jacked was wow. the best, dude. Jacked literally. Oh my god. That's what Messelmorph has. But here's what happened. Why? <laughs> like I took like three years off of pre workout because I was just like, man, I'm I was relying on it way too much. And then 
when I was in nursing school, working five, six days a week, the only time I could work out is if I got up at 4.30 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Dude, how do you think I did those 2 a.m. wake-ups, bro? Like, yes, I'm yes. going to tell you something about two or three scoops, okay? <laughs> yes. So, dude, so Nitroflex was what got me going. Like, I would literally put – I would pre-mix it and everything, put it in the little shaker bottle and just put it on my nightstand. And my alarm would go off and I'd be like, there's no fucking way I'm making it to the gym. And I'd be like, oh, I just remember to start drinking this. And then I would slam it within like five minutes of being like awake in my bed. And I'd be like on the verge of falling asleep. And all of a sudden I'd be like – Holy shit, my dick's hard. I'm ready to go to the fucking gym. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was just like, it's let's like, go. And then I would, and then like, oh it was, God. yeah, it was, it was more the thing that Nitroflex that I liked is you don't get the itchy feeling. You get the like, okay, it's more of a mental pre workout, in my opinion. And like, me and my buddy Ryan, who I've worked out with pretty much my entire, like, I guess you could say, like, fitness life, like the last like 10 years, like, him and I have tried every fucking pre-workout on the sun, and that's the best one where it's like the perfect amount of mental to energy to no crash, where you like you don't feel like wow. shit. So, cool, um, yeah, I I will one hundred percent just um when this is over, just shoot me your uh, address and text, whatever. I'll, I will send you one. I have a I have a whole container right here. Okay, that's, sick. That's, yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, that's the shit. I, that's the shit I tried. Um. I tried Mr. Hyde recently, which was just too much caffeine, and they they put like 420 milligrams of caffeine in it. That's and a it's lot just of like, caffeine. and that's like, okay, well, like, of course, you think your pre workout's going to be good when you have twice as much as all the other ones. And then I got pre I got pre caged, which is made by Caged Muscle, which is Chris Gethin's company. I like that one. Uh, it has like coconut. It has a lot of electrolytes and like coconut extract. Um, but it doesn't give me like a jolt. So I don't know. Nitroflex is just like the one where like I take it and I don't even feel like the, I just more mentally, I'm like, let's go fucking lift some weights. Gosh, gets, gets me in the zone. So I'll, I'll shut up about it. You'll see it when, when you get it. Uh, I got the, yeah, um, the blue like raz. The oh, yeah. Yeah, C4 yeah, is still like right. a pretty decent one too. Apparently, apparently C4 is actually like, yeah, still, if you get like the real C4, not, like, so there's two brands. There's, like, a generic C4 that they'll sell, like, you know, like, Target, Walmart, anywhere. But then I'll be right like, back. Keep going. Be right yeah. back. But then there's, like, the C4 that you can get from, like, GNC or online at bodybuilding.com. And it's actually, like, it's a really good pre-workout. True. I don't know. But I've it definitely, like... a Walmart guy. Yeah, I could send you a couple. It definitely still gives you, like, a little bit... Of, that's, like, the one thing I noticed with pre-workouts is I do get, like, a crash. You know, or at least like I don't feel good after. Like that's when you start pounding coffees, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah, I I do like coffee with kratom and then a mate, and that's or, like my pre workout. But oh, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I feel like the trade off for like pre workout is you're gonna be able to you know like lift a little bit more and work out harder, but you're not gonna feel good after. It's kind of like the Adderall version of like you know for working out like. But yeah, I don't know. Try mesomorph. <laughs> that shit's mesomorph? fucking crazy. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the stuff I take is just like lightweight. Yeah, I mean, I've taken stuff that like I take this one now. It's called like amino something, and it's just basically like caffeine with amino acids, you know. And it's not even a high thing of caffeine, and I like I barely notice it. And then there's other pre workouts I've taken where I feel like I could like you know lift anything. 
I like jump on the you know the pull up bar and I'm like I could pull up forever. Yeah. The most important thing about pre workouts, you gotta take a break from them. Yeah. Well, that's cat. That's any stimulant, right? Because like you're yeah. Uh, yeah. You're the receptors get dull. Your adrenal glands just get fucked after a while. Yeah. I had to, to go to the hospital once too because of pre workout. Jesus. You guys are doing some crazy shit, man. I've never had any of this. I feel fine after my pre-workout. Well, I think, <laughs> it thing d- was, depends on the on the person too, man. Yeah, I was Hard. taking No Explode and like working out. And for some reason, No Explode always messed with my stomach. And then I, like that same week, like took a drug that rhymes with uh, hit the next key. And <laughs> for some reason that like messed my stomach up. And I like, I don't know if it was a no explode or the combination of both. I only took it, you know, once and then no explode a couple days. I like, for some reason could not stop like fucking shitting. And I was like dehydrated and I had to go to the hospital and they gave me a bunch of fucking IVs and instantly I felt better. And so I never took no explode again. True. Yeah. So I took the, the Mr. Hyde stuff. I've never had a problem with Nitroflex ever. I just take the one scoop and I'm good to go. Um, damn, I lost my train of th- Oh, so, yeah. And you jump back into the pre-workout. Uh, I took Mr. Hyde and I did a, I did a half scoop the first. Because anytime I do a pre-workout, it doesn't matter if I, how many times I've taken pre-workout before. If I've never tried it, I'm taking half the, half the dose the first time. So I did half the dose of it and was like, eh, that kind of tickled. So the next time I did the full dose. And I was working out and then like I got done working out and I was like, damn, dude, like my heart is beating hell fast. And (laughs) I think I'm throwing some PVCs, but like I'm a cardiac nurse. I'm like, I think I'm throwing some preventricular contractions, dude. Like where your heart goes like that, like it sounds like a breakdown kind of. Yeah. And I went, I was, I had to go to work that day and I was like, I walked into work and I was like, I need to fucking get hooked up to an EKG real quick. And they're like, what? And I was like. Dude, I think my heart's all fucked up right now. And they're like, okay. And they, so like two nurses just like, oh, go into the office here. We're going to hook you up. So I get all hooked up. They hook me up to the vital sign machine. And then I call in the monitor room. I'm like, hey, what is, what is, uh, what does Thomas look like? He's a uh, under 7041. And, uh, they're like, oh, he's tachycardic. Like my heart rate was like <laughs> resting at like 120, which is twice. I'm usually mine is like 50. And my, and it was like resting at 120. And I was just oh like, God. what the fuck is going on? And they're like, what'd you take? And I was like, pre-workout. And then they're like, all right, well, you just got to drink a shit ton of water and ride this out. Like, Can... you're... And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> and I was like, I knew something was wrong, though. And they're like, yeah, if you start getting chest pain, let us know. Otherwise, can you work? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to go to work. Imagine you're a patient and you walk into the hospital and Thomas is hooked up to a thing. He's like, I'm telling you, something's not right. And they're like, oh, this is your nurse, Thomas. <laughs> the guy having a heart attack? What the fuck? Yeah. So I get I get too stupid with stimulants sometimes. Like I'll drink like two bang energy drinks in a day and that totals like 600 milligrams of caffeine. So Yeah, the bang thing's crazy. You can only do one bang a day. For real. <laughs> I'll challenge you on that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, like, too much. And I can't do, like, bangs in the morning or, like, messes up my day. Mm, I like them in the morning. It just depends. I, 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 My favorite thing to do is my to wake up like empty stomach. O'clock. 
My favorite thing to do is wake up, morning, empty stomach, slam pre-workout, go to the gym. That's my favorite thing. Fasted. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I do the same. I like working out without get, anything like, in my stomach. Yeah, for sure. I get the biggest bang for my buck. It's a great way to start my day. Um, but that was the one thing I wanted to ask you about, Why? So, like, I recently uh, started doing, like, I guess you could say I got kind of serious into fitness. You could say so, Brad. Like, I started, like, following a meal plan and Yeah, we've same, always I, been into it since high school. Yeah, but then I got, like, serious. Like, I went, like, 50 days with no cheat meals at all right. and no alcohol. I worked out five days a week. So I went, like, pretty hardcore. And you can, like, I took before and after photos. You can, like, be like, you're like, damn, like, that actually worked out pretty well for Thomas. Uh, I started with keto. And I know you did that for a, a while, right? Yeah, I've been in and out of keto for sure. Yeah. So I, 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 I like, started checking my blood. I got, like, a, a keto blood test, basically. I did that every morning to see if I was actually in ketosis. I just wanted to know, what, like, what did you – did you like doing keto or, like, what's your diet like now or is it just kind of, like, up in the air? Like, because I've also done intermittent fasting. That's my favorite to this day. But just every – it just seems like for someone like, like you, does it does it change? Or, like, what's your what's your diet like now or what have you liked in the past? Um, yeah, I did keto and I loved it. I really loved it, actually. Uh, when did I stop? Oh, I stopped because I wanted to start bulking. I used it to cut because it's really, really, you can bulk on keto. There are ways. It's hard. It's, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. It's keto just... is like a fat person diet. I feel like a lot of times. It's easier it's to do, I think, when you're heavier or you have fat. pounds to shed. Well, yeah. Well, if you have excess fat and you're on a diet that uses fat as fuel. <laughs> yeah, I guess that does make sense. Yeah. I've always looked at keto as more just like how we're probably supposed to eat. You know, because like the amount of sugar we get is ridiculous. Like, where do you get sugar? Like, hunter gatherer, where do you get sugar? There's berries, none. berries, berries. But how rare are berries? Like, Bananas. I'll say this: they're seasonal. Exactly right. Like you, you can't get sugar. We didn't right. eat sugar. You know, we ate. Like that's I don't know. That's that's why keto works so well and why it's so healthy and there's so many benefits to it. And everybody who does it says the same thing. It's like. I have tons of energy. My sleep cycle it right. goes back to normal. Like I can think clear. I'm not hungry ever. I uh, I don't know all those things that come about. Like it, you know, it can fight cancer. It's uh, it's how Navy SEALs exist. Like the the rebreathers that they have when they do dives. Um, apparently, there's a chance of seizure with those guys, and like keto can prevent that. So yeah. like mm-hmm. so, it, inflammation will like uh, body wide uh, inflammatory markers go down with in keto because you're not consuming like you know sugar which is causes inflammation right so it just makes sense that like that's probably how we're supposed to eat so and then it totally makes sense that yeah if you're if you've got some extra weight going into keto is probably pretty pretty simple because like it takes your hunger away and then it just burns through that fat for you in the background and you don't need to eat you're good yeah dude i work with a chick that she started doing keto like last summer and she's lost like 150 pounds. Like, but that's but she that's so like good. The people that like they're consuming way less calories. And they're like, oh, I lost 150 pounds doing keto. It's like, no, you consumed way less calories. Right. <laughs> Just because if you know this chick, I know who Brad's talking about. Like, 
she did keto, which was a great way to like, I guess, like probably kickstart her into losing weight. But she's she knew also, the amount that yeah, not eating she ate every a five ton. Minutes. And then in keto, like you said, like it's like in keto, you're not hungry. So it's not like she was eating the same amount of calories on a keto diet as she was on her regular diet. And I feel like sometimes people get that a little mixed up. Like, oh, I can eat the exact same. And it's like, well, if you eat, you know, 15 tablespoons of olive oil and think you're in keto and you're going to lose weight, that's not going to happen. Uh, I, um, yeah, I found it difficult to eat enough because I, I like, at the on time, keto? I, yeah, at the time I knew I was trying to be like, I was trying to break even or be in a surplus, like for caloric mm-hmm. needs daily. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, like it was tough to get to a surplus on keto because you don't want to eat, you know, like you can only eat so many eggs and <laughs> cheese and right. you, know, like, <laughs> you know, steaks or whatever. Like you can only eat so much meat and fat in a day and you're like okay dude i am done with this i don't need mm-hmm. three days i'm good you know? yep and, and to, to me uh i did intermittent fasting with keto and it literally felt like a fucking cheat code yeah definitely like i was i was but just you like, like you're ben like, greenfield lean dude you're just like dude i was yeah, like where are these veins coming greenfield. from <laughs> I, I started getting veins and i was like oh my god and like people at work would be like, "Oh, you have nice veins on your arm," because we're all nurses and we're just like looking for veins. Like, damn, you have a really good vein. And I was <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden, I was like, "I have a vein on my bicep. Like, what the hell is happening? Like, I've right. never seen that before in my entire life. <laughs> that one that goes down the middle. Yes. And I yeah. was just like, I have a, I have a, I have a anticubital <laughs> bicep vein. <laughs> like, this is awesome. And uh, I. The same thing with that you were saying with the food is I was like, oh, I feel like I don't eat enough because I'm not hungry at all. And the like, I don't, I don't know why I stopped doing it. Like same thing like you were saying, like there was this point where I made a keto coffee, but it was like a protein, really high fat. It was like it was like a 1200 calorie keto coffee. And so I would fast usually 16 hours and then i would start sipping on that keto coffee and then i would get so much fucking energy and then i'd be like oh shit it's time to go to bed and i only had the keto coffee and i need to consume like another 2000 calories and so i'd be like (laughs) what the fuck is high enough in calories and i'd be like uh pepperoni slices and like i was literally eating maybe two things a day i would have that keto coffee and then i would have like some one really high fat meal yeah, I was about the same. Yeah. Yeah, like one big meal, same thing. Maybe two some days. I don't know. It, at first, it's tough, too. Like, yeah, you're first, starving uh, all the time. The first two weeks getting into it, you have to have, like, even less carbs. I mean, you guys know this, but I guess just, like, saying it for who's ever listening. You have to have, like, less carbs than what you're going to be able to do when you get into ketosis and your body adjusts to running on fat. So you really have to, like, no carbs almost. Like, it's what, like? 15 grams i think is something mm-hmm. like that everybody says that, 15 to 25 like yeah yeah word um and uh and then the thing about it too is like you're starving so like <laughs> you just eat like i would just anytime i was super like really really hungry like painfully hungry i would just like put an absurd amount of something that's keto in front of me and just eat it and eat it and just force it back and then i would just be so full and i'd be like okay we're good I would do that for the first little bit. And then what that goes away after the two weeks, whatever they say it is, right? Getting a keto and your body. The keto flu. Good. Yeah, Yeah, did you get sick? Nah, I never really got too sick with it. Like, 
I've been fucking with my diet for, for years, and I've done all kinds of diets. Like, I've been vegan. I've been, like, I did the paleo thing. I To this day, I like, there's certain things that in my current diet, even though I am pretty loose with it, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that I just won't include. Not a lot. There's a couple of things I won't include. Like, I don't do gluten, and I avoid most burnt grains, except for, like, steel cutouts and, like, some rices. Right. So, like, I, I'm already kind of used to... Um, a reduction, re- like yeah, I'm re- yeah, I'm reduced reduced carbohydrate in- intake for sure compared to the average person, um, average American, I guess. Just sorry, typical American diet. That's the best way to put it. So I didn't really have any issues. The other thing too is like, I don't know. I like been working on my whole life, and I understand like how to hydrate, and I understand, and I'm like I supplement like crazy, right? So like I didn't have I didn't experience any of that kind of stuff. I was fine. Yeah, I. Uh... When I was getting into keto, like I knew, like I always kickstarted my keto because I've gone in and out of keto before, where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do keto for you know two weeks, yada yada. But when I'm like, okay, I'm going to go into keto, I do a 48 hour fast of just water, and I'll drink uh, just bone broth, chicken broth usually, and that's what I drink during the first two weeks because I take a shit ton of magnesium, I take potassium, and then I drink bone broth, and that usually covers my main electrolytes. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good call. That's good yeah, stuff. So, yeah, just like I know the main electrolytes, you know, I get patients that come in all the time. And they're like, you know, they're low on potassium. That's yep. going to fuck you up really bad, you know. They're low on sodium. Like, I, know, I feel like sodium's got such a bad rap where people are like, don't have sodium. It increases your blood pressure. And it's like, no, it fucking doesn't. It increases it by like 3 to 5% maybe. I Consume think if you're going to have you sodium, have water. <laughs> I think a wherever, lot of people wherever, have sodium wherever, but no water. Wherever sodium goes, water follows, and people forget right. that. Or people yeah. mix sodium with soda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where it gets like, ugly. It's like shitty kinds, too. Like, if you're mm-hmm. going to eat McDonald's. And yeah, versus, like, pink Himalayan salt. I was about to say, versus that, right? Which or is all I have. Like, you know. Or just from bone broth. Not, not bad. Right. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. I Honestly, dude, something I always uh, tell people around me. I guess just people that are close because like the worst thing to do is give anybody dietary advice because it's like it's like telling somebody their religion's wrong. It's like the worst (laughs) thing possible. You know, but people ask all the time. I know you don't want my advice, but uh, yeah, yeah. right. But people who like are close with me, like Lindsay, for example, like she'll be like uh, the acid reflux thing, complain about stuff like that, and then it's like, well, are you eating enough salt? It's like, and then we all think that salt's so bad for you because there's like the same with fat right like we think it's mm-hmm. bad for you but it's good you need fat you need a lot of it you need more than the carbohydrates you're putting into the food because you have to take the fat out you know and like controls hormones so like i don't know I'm, I'm like right there with you on on that and like every lifter i've ever watched on youtube talk about this um all says the same thing and i mean this is bro science so what do i really know but they all say the same thing which is you know sodium is something that like your body will adapt to how much you're putting in so if you're putting it in like healthily um, with water, it doesn't matter really what it is because your body will like deal with that. It's fine. It's like, yeah, it processes it no matter what it is. <clears throat> so and then, from, then the other thing too is if you want to be vascular like you're talking about, get the sodium in there. Yes. So um, that's where you get into what's called intrava- in, intravenous and extravenous fluid basically. Dude, where the fluid on, I'm going to your... stop you real quick comment you made about the veins and what you just said i know all this because my mom's a registered nurse and i fucking <laughs> died inside 
when you brought up the vein thing. Every time I see her, it's the same thing. If I'm wearing like a t-shirt, she's like, oh, I could definitely get an IV in that vein. I'm like, mom, chill out. <laughs> Dude, Dude, try, try having a family dinner with two nurses. Yeah, um, my, mom's, like, my mom's a nurse too. Uh, I work at a grocery store. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> and like, I'll randomly go up to people and just like push on their vein. Like, that's a great vein. Yeah, I know. That's. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what my mom does. And I've never really talked to another nurse outside of her. And like, to hear you say that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's all I do is just check out veins. It's all we do to each other. Yeah, total side story. I was actually terrible, terrible at starting IVs as a nurse. And I was like, this is oh, what God. I feel like being a nurse <laughs> should be. So I went, like, I tried to do it on Brad one night when he was drinking. I was like, I'll give you an IV so you're not hungover tomorrow. And like, I couldn't even hit drinking? it on Brad. <laughs> dude, it's... It's game changer. You just take a steal a thousand milliliter bag of normal saline from the hospital, and you're good to go. Um, but no, I was terrible, terrible at IVs. And when I started working on my floor, like I couldn't start them on my own patients. And then I just got obsessed with being like, I'm gonna get good at this. So every you know, before every shift we always have like a five minute meeting, I'd be like, Hey, if anyone has a patient that needs an IV right now, uh my cell phone number because we all we all have a cell phone that we carry around that everyone can call and be like hey my number today is 2505 call me then i would every just today, take you have like a different phone based on yeah we get we we, we get cell phones every day that oh, work wow yeah so like someone goes like oh who has the patients in 701 to 704 and that's thomas his number is uh 2505 and so my iphone that i have for that day goes off answer it you guys have iphones Yes, well, we're in the process of getting them right now. So I've tried it a couple of times. Pretty cool. But yeah, your phone will go off and you just answer. And you go like, this is Thomas Telly 7. And they're like, yeah, this is so-and-so from blah, blah, blah. So it's a good way to get direct contact with the actual nurse of the patients. But but yeah, I and then I started taking a couple of things from work maybe. And I'd come home and tell my roommates, let me poke you. And then all of a sudden, dude, one day it clicked. And not even to like toot my own horn, but I don't think I've missed in like 25 patients. I'm just like just on a on a roll we're like there was this one patient they couldn't even use the ultrasound they're like we tried to use an ultrasound to start an iv and couldn't i was like i think i see a vein right there let me go try and i got it first try and i was like oh <laughs> shit like i just like yeah. i did not think that was gonna happen <laughs> and they're like wow you got it and i was like yeah so now there's a couple of people that work on my floor that they're like thomas you're good at ivs can you come get this patient for me and i'm like Fuck oh yes, that's dude. cool <laughs> yes and it like makes me feel super happy i'm just like yes like i was so terrible and now People come say like, hey, I tried to get this patient twice. Can you please come get him? And then I go into that room, poke the patient once, get an IV. And I'm like, fuck yes. Damn, dude, persistence. You just took a full circle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just, I, just I was bad at it. So I was like, okay, the only way to get good at it is to do it more. Yeah, pretty much. And that's like the thing, right? Is like everybody, not everybody, but there's a common mindset. It's like you try it a couple times and it didn't really work out. And maybe you're comparing yourself to a couple other people around you, and it definitely didn't work out compared to those. And then you just assume, okay, that's it. I am period. It's over. It's done. I'm <laughs> bad at this. Therefore, that's how it is from now on forever. It's like, no, you just did it five times. Try like 60 or something. It'll get easier. <laughs> there was a one-week period where I came home, and I had to stick all my roommates once. I was like, I need to poke all of you guys before I can leave you alone. And I had three roommates. So I would get three IV sticks every day for a week. 
you guys guys just partying hard as hell or what? Oh no, you're practicing. <laughs> oh, okay, this okay. was <laughs> half and half, to be honest. I've definitely oh, given my roommate. I've definitely given my roommates IPs. You were so. definitely the the popular kid to drink with. Yes, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah, we definitely had one night where we had like two IV bags <laughs> hanging from our chandelier in the living room. Not oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> how much? Uh, how much would it cost? Like, say, you know, you were like a person a that had like a lot of money. Like, how much would it cost just to get an IV of fluids from a professional nurse? You, from it's like about a third party. It's, it's I think it's seven hundred to eight hundred bucks for two people. Holy shit, dude! You should start doing that. I know, you know what you should do. It. You should link up it. with these. Uh, with these like uh, vitamin push IV, yeah, like places. Rogan talks about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that him yeah, and Chappelle will do it after B twelve shooting. Like, yeah, there's B12. a lot of people and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of wealthy people that go to Vegas and will pay for an IV company to bring out one nurse and poke you, and they'll give you like fifteen hundred mLs of probably they'll probably give you fifteen hundred milliliters of normal saline, probably like two milligrams of Zofran, which helps with nausea, and maybe they'll give you some liquid. Uh, Cinnamon, which is Tylenol, which is great for pain. You have those three things and some vitamin B12. Whew. <laughs> You're ready to take on the world. It's a wombo combo. Yeah. So you know what the craziest? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> the craziest this? thing I ever got in an IV was a liquid Benadryl. Oh, it knocks you the fuck out. Dude, it just like in five seconds, you know how Benadryl gives you that like third person, like you're in the room, but you kind of don't feel like you're in the room. Mm-hmm. I like instantly went from, and I was like having an allergic reaction to a, um, what the fuck was I taking? What do you take? Like if you have an infection. Antibiotics? Yeah. I was having an allergic reaction to antibiotics. Penicillin? So, no, it wasn't penicillin. It was a different one. It started with like a Z or an X. Zithromycin? Something like that. Remember, like, I had, like, patches all over my skin. My bones felt like they were rotting. Oh, well, you're, and, you have sensitive fucking skin, so. Yeah, and so I went to the hospital, and the first thing they gave me was an IV of liquid Benadryl, and I instantly felt like I wasn't in the room. I was just kind of floating, and I felt so much better, like, instantly. Cause... Craziest thing I had uh, in me, like, pushing me before was morphine. And I mean, that's not uncommon, but right. jacked up in the hospital. And holy, that's a trip <laughs> and a half, man. Wow. That's some potent stuff. So I push yeah. <laughs> I push that every day. You go from <laughs> upside people. down face to smiley oh, face nice. really fast. <laughs> no, no, no. As a nurse. <laughs> um, so um, I, I hate being the guy that's like one upper, but Dilaudid. I just did that. Bradley's like talking about Benadryl. Yeah. Like, about <laughs> we were from Benadryl morphine. to morphine to Dilaudid. Okay, so we're going to go to the next step. This is still pharmaceutical. Yeah, dude. Um, well, like Dil- he was talking about out of the body stuff. And like that's how, yeah. that's how morphine kind of is. Too, the same okay. Like, morphine fucks you up if you've never taken yeah. it. And especially if your diet, people don't get this with those types of medicines. If you have a clean diet and you take something like that, you're going to get even more fucked because your liver really? is clean. Yes. So your liver is clean and processes it really quick, and so your body processes it really quick. So that's why, like you notice, if you have a really clean diet and you drink caffeine, you're like, holy shit! Like that's why, like on keto, caffeine affected me more because you your liver is not hurting as much, or not as inflamed, or not having to process as much shit. Same thing happens when you push like morphine. You're like, this is a fat piece of shit. He eats really shitty. 
this two milligrams of morphine isn't going to do anything. Here's a really skinny lady. She hasn't eaten in three days because she's been super sick. This is going to fuck her up. Because she's been doing morphine for three days. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh, so Dilaudid is the next step up and the highest step up that we do from morphine. So morphine, if you got that, you got the second highest basically pain medication you can get. Um, I, yeah, I, Dilaudid is one milligram. I Dilaudid is equal to force, basically doses of, of morphine. Damn. So it fucks you up. Um, I got Dilaudid the first time when I had a, a cyst in the back of my throat from strep and I could barely, I couldn't like swallow. Oof. And I was in the emergency room and I remember they just like shot that into me. And like I was like in pain. They're like, "What's the like? What's the what's your pain? Zero to ten. And I was like, "I've snapped my arm in half, and this hurts more." I was like, "I'll take the broken arm right now because I can't swallow and breathe. I'm spitting into a cup." I'm like, all right, we'll give you half a milligram of Dilaudid. And <clears throat> Brad was there, and I just seen the new Alice in Wonderland movie. And Brad's like, "Tom," and he's like, "He's lost his muchness." Like I was <laughs> so fucking tunnel vision and so like out of my body i was like what is going on how did you get then, it was it like an iv mm-hmm, yeah oh, okay. iv so straight to the dome so it hit me in like 30 seconds and i was just like i see why people like this and are addicted to it uh, <laughs> my mom's like you're not getting any more and i was like but it's so good <laughs> i've taken a lot of pill form and it was not nearly as good as that but that makes sense your uh for some reason your liver doesn't process it the same way uh, okay, cool. when it's oral yeah Either way, though, pain meds will constipate the fuck out of you. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. 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 They, uh, yeah, they, uh, are responsible for basically, like, quote unquote, numbing everything. So they do the same thing to your GI system. And they also Uh, just affect, like, the water absorption. (laughs) Yeah. And they also just affect the absorption of water. So anytime you're on pain meds, it's like, hey, you know, you should drink a lot of water and walk. And usually when you give pain meds to people, they're stuck in bed all day. And they're not drinking. So they're just completely constipated 24-7. Yeah. If you ever want the quickest, cheapest form of uh, to not be constipated, wake up on an empty stomach, preferably eight hours fasted, consume a shit ton of salt water, and you will shit your brains out. Oh, yeah. Does it, it somehow, like, tricks because the, you? Yeah, it just like what Wyatt was saying, the imbalance of excess sodium in your body and your body goes we need to get this out now and your body goes let's put it to the kidneys and your body goes nope (laughs) we're going the quickest route possible and you shit your brains out it's the quickest way to uh d uh yeah sorry anywho Back why on it's like, poop talk. Why is why it's like <laughs> welcome to movie stalker? <laughs> uh, having a lot of cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anywho, um, moving on from all of that. Sorry, way too sidetracked. Uh, you want to dive into the movie? Yeah, it's, we we we, we are, are still we, we are still a movie podcast, and we do review movies. Right now, it's a little weird because it's a drumming podcast the, and a fitness podcast. Yeah, it, right now it's a little weird because the movie theaters are closed. Um, when we had asked Wyatt to come on, obviously <laughs> Wyatt's our biggest guest as, as of to date. So thank you, Wyatt, for actually joining us. Of course, dude. Yeah, yeah thanks, appreciate man. it. Um, 
but yeah, we're we're still gonna do a movie. We're gonna do the movie um, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yeah, I got it. Uh, we were trying to before Spider Verse. I watched. Uh-oh. Which one did you watch? Garden I've watched Home. all of them. Oh, I've that's totally them. fine. Which one? Oh. Did you... wait, wait, is that the latest one? No, it's that... the animated one. Oh, I didn't watch the animated one. I watched the Marvel one. Oh, that's Uh-oh. fine. I've seen all of them. To... Okay. All right. We'll do idea. that one, and then me and Thomas will do Spider-Verse. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, before we get into it, I have a couple questions. Uh, you don't have to name one specific, but just like, what is one of your favorite movies? One of my favorite movies? Um, yeah, like a top ten. And a uh, running joke a on couple. our podcast is that every movie I like is in my top ten because I like movies, so they give me shit for liking movies too much. So, All right, I'll I'll drop a couple. Um, okay. I like uh, I like Star Wars, the nice. original trilogy. I like the prequels too. I liked episode three the best out of the prequels, but I think I like the original trilogy a lot better. And then I loved Lord of the Rings. And then outside of those guys, like I loved a lot of uh, Christopher Nolan's work, like the Dark Knight series, um, uh, Inception. What's the one in space? In space. Interstellar. Interstellar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Matt Great movie. Yeah, that was a mind-blowing movie. Yeah, the ending was a mindfuck. I mostly like sci-fi and fantasy, as you can tell by that list. Nice. Have you seen The Martian? Uh, yeah, 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 with um, Matt Mark Damon. Wahlberg. Or Matt oh. Damon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt oh, Damon. okay. Yeah, that's a great movie. I love yeah. that movie. I uh, I was inspired to read the book, and I started it. I never finished it. Just got busy or something, but yeah, that was it was a really great movie. The the science is like really on point in that movie. Apparently, I mean, I wouldn't actually know, but you know, yeah, I listened I to um, Neil deGrasse Tyson like does these comparisons like with movies versus reality, and he says like The Martian was one of the most like on point. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I think I'd heard that as well. And just like you, I listened to the audiobook after I watched the movie. Yeah, is it different? Is it really different? I started it and it was pretty much the same thing. Uh, it's just more, really it's like a book, you know, it's more descriptive, but yeah. they really, the movie did a really good job of like capturing, like, I don't know if you, like when you watch a movie and then you read the book or listen to the book and you can almost see the movie like while you're, you know, reading the book, you're like, oh yeah, it's just totally. like how I saw it. You're like, yeah, they did a good job. And so, like, a lot of the people talking, I was like, oh, this is just how I remember it in the movie. So, yeah, it was a really good book. And of movie. all of the movies you guys have consumed, um, what uh, what ones did you like the books better? I mean, that implies, I guess, like, seeing the movie and then being inspired to read the book and finish it or get, you know, so far in. Uh, Aragon, for sure. That? I, feel like I, I feel like I've seen that. It's a. Is Thomas still there? Hey, Thomas. Any second you're gonna get a phone there, call. There, but he's probably on mute. Uh, but Aragon, it's a, about like a kid that learns that he's like a dragon rider, and so he's like a part of this like rare group that is able to like communicate with dragons, and they can like talk like telepath, like you know, mind to mind, not like vocally. And so he finds out like he's like one of these rare guys and then he finds this dragon egg and it's his dragon 
And so he goes from being this like basic kid, you know, that I think lives with like his grandparents and to like, he becomes like a dragon rider, which is like one of the, like, you know, like, like a God. And the book is amazing. And the movie was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. They butchered. Did you read the book first? Yeah, I read the book way before the movie came out. Dude, I just looked it up. I've seen this. I've totally seen this movie. And it wasn't that good. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Thomas. Yep. So he was asking, what's the worst uh, book? Or what's a really good book that was turned into a movie and the movie sucked? And I said Aragon. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, the Maze Runner first movie was great. And then the second and third one, yeah, they were fucking agree. terrible. And the Maze Runner, I could talk about all day about Maze Runner book series. That's actually the book series that got me back into reading like three years ago when I hadn't read a book for like eight years. But I would say Maze Runner. Nice. Over Aragon. Yeah. First one was great. Second and third movies were just fucking dog shit. I also think a book that even though they've kind of made movies based off of it, they still haven't made a good one is the book Hatchet that I read in sixth mm. grade and is still one yeah. of my favorite books of all time. Someone should make like a movie and they could, it's such a simple plot yeah. to make a good movie out of. Yeah. Hatchet? What's it uh, it's the kid who like he's like flying to like go visit his dad and he's in like a little like small plane with just a pilot and the plane goes down. He's flying and, over Canada too. Yeah. Huh. And yeah. so the plane like crashes into a lake and the pilot dies so it's just him and basically all he has is a hatchet and he's been like a city kid his whole life and so it's him like learning how to survive in the wilderness, you know, through like trial and yeah. error. I see. Yeah. It's actually extremely good. And the movie is like a total like $10,000 maybe budget movie. Yeah. Um, it was actually filmed where me and Brad used to go uh, hiking all the time as kids. <laughs> and so it was just like, whoa. Like, was we like watching the movie? Like, that looks like Plumas Eureka. And then we're like, see, <laughs> yeah. filmed in Plumas Eureka National Park. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we've been there. Um. Yeah, really, really good book. But anywho, let's jump into this movie. Yeah, so we'll just start off with our general thoughts on the movie. Um, we'll have Brad go first. Uh, I'll go second, and why you can go third. Cool. Um. All right. So, Spider-Man: Far From Home. First thoughts. I don't know. It's a fun movie. Um, the way it opened up is really cool. With the it was the Elementals, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the different. Yeah, I thought that was really cool with the elementals and um, Tom Holland is by far my favorite Spider-Man. So just watching him like on screen is like just fun. He's a good actor and his, like his charisma is so easy to watch and he's just like a joyful, you know, little like actor and he plays like a good Spider-Man. Like you really believe, you know, like when he's like confident, when he's scared and he like exhibits like all the different things that Spider-Man should be. And also, I really like in the beginning how, like, they dealt with the whole, what did they call it? The blip from, yeah, 
yeah <laughs> yeah was that was like cool bl- i called it the blit but yeah, yeah the blit the blit that was cool how they kind of went over that because you're like how's this movie even going to work after you know end game and everything and so yeah just and i thought it was like a really fun adventure movie i don't really want to get into spoilers yet i challenge you to not say the word fun again for the rest of the review it was a good movie <laughs> That by the way, why that's Brad's favorite word to use. This was a fun movie. Fun or like, yeah. If you like the movie, the word "fun's" coming into it. Uh, I'll Jake, jump into it. And also, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal did a really good job of playing Mysterio. You wanted to like oh. him, but you also like didn't trust him, and so I thought he did good with that. Initial thoughts. Go. Yeah. So jumping into that, um, I really liked. This was a fun movie. Just kidding. Um, I oh, like that it was, that took place after uh, Endgame. That like gave me some, I guess, like solidification. I don't know that it was just like so heartbroken after Endgame, and then Marvel's continuing. And I was like, okay, thank God. Uh, I liked that. I did not like Jake Gyllenhaal as the bad guy because I'm just like so used to him in like the movie. Like I recently watched him in like Southpaw and Jarhead and like all these movies, and I was like. What? You're not, you're not a bad guy. For me, it was just like, eh, I don't know. I still like think of Marvel's like best, best villain was like Loki, where it's like a villain that you'd like, or like, oh, I could go for that guy. Um, so I didn't like the villain that much in this movie. Um, but it was really nice to see this movie take place in like, not the United States for Marvel. Where it was like the whole thing was placed yeah. outside the United States, and I was like, "Whoa! Like total change of scenery! Like let's let's go!" Like I was like, "I could go for that! Like let's have another Marvel movie be only in Australia. That'd be cool because it, like Marvel is so good at having that formula of just like <laughs> the right amount of funny to combat to bad guy to sad yada yada yada." But this was like this changed the formula for me. I was like, "Whoa! Far from home. This really is like this is not on yeah. U.S. soil." And all the Marvel movies seem like they are, even if they aren't, if that makes sense. It was, and it was like the perfect, like, antidote for Endgame. Like, after, you know, seeing Endgame, like, how are they going to follow it up? Oh, let's get away from here and go on, like, a school trip with Spider-Man. And it was a good way to forget. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your, what's your thoughts? General thoughts, Wyatt? Um, okay, first of all. I'm going to preface this with Toby Maguire is the best Spider-Man. Thank you. <laughs> no. Thank you. I don't know. I didn't. I Okay. This is my least favorite Spider-Man for sure. Actually, that's not true. I didn't like the amazing Spider-Man very much at all. I don't know what happened with that. That was just one movie, right? That was just like a one There's two. Movie. It was two. The first that one was Marvel, okay. Though, right? They were so bad. You didn't know if there was two of them. Yeah. That was, was Andrew yeah. Garfield and Emma yeah. Stone. Yeah. yeah. The first well, one okay, is alright. What's the going second. on with Aunt May? She just keeps getting younger. <laughs> like, damn. She, yeah. she keeps getting that plastic surgery, though. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Something's happening there. Yeah. Spider Man keeps getting younger, for that matter. He's supposed to be a teenager, though. Be In the comics, kid. he's supposed to be a stupid teenager. Ah. And wasn't Which he. Was is... Tobey Maguire once? Was he. Was that. Um, he was, he was in high, high school, but he was 26 years old when they filmed it. Yeah. And so he was, was in high school. Else. Yeah, he looks like he's old, and 
he was Flash working. was like 32 years old and a professional bodybuilder in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like Tobey Maguire better as Spider. I think honestly, I think that Spider Man is one of my least favorite Marvel superheroes in the Marvel universe with the movies, like the, the, right. the new stuff that they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about him. Like I feel like his movies just lack substance. Like this, this one that I just saw, it was really cool the way it started off and everything, but it just kind of like. I really felt a lot of emotion with Endgame, and then there was a bunch of other Marvel movies leading up to Endgame that really captured me um, to make me a fan of like the universe, but I don't know. This just didn't do it for me. Let me think. What specifically did I like, though? Let's talk about that. I liked the way they started with the elementals. I thought when they started with uh, Fury rolling up into the desert, and there was like that creature, I thought that was going to be Sandman. And yeah. I was like, oh, look, it's yeah. Sandman. That's sick. Sweet. We get like a like a classic Spider-Man villain in a Spider-Man movie. That's dope. But then um, then the elementals, the way they did it, like that was cool. And I really, really didn't like when we found out that it was projections and that we found out that what his face was. Because it's like, I don't know. I'm cool with them the, do, doing the twist and being like, okay, the guy that's been helping is actually whatever. He's actually, um, he's actually bad. But I was like, uh, this is just too silly. It's just like, just a little too far out there for me i was like okay drones are like the believability factor yeah 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 marvel keeps pushing the threshold on that too oh and here's another thing that i don't like about the the, here's another thing that i the reason why i really like toby mcguire spider-man outside of i think just a a big hit of nostalgia because i was so young i when those movies came out and they were like a big part of my childhood but outside of that like What's up with Spider-Man not being able to make his own webs? Like, how does Spider-Man run out of web? Right? Isn't that, like, weird? So, right? technically, in the comics, he's I always... Yeah. yeah artif- <laughs> he always used artificial webs. Shut up about the books. I don't like that. I like Tobey Maguire, because he could just, like, have webs. Like, when Spider-Man has a suit that's made by Iron Man, and he's got, like, friggin' AI that he's talking to in his helmet or whatever, his mask, and then he's shooting out webs from his like his 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 whatever wrist thing wrist contraption and then the wrist contraption runs out of webs i'm like dog you're spider-man get it together please you don't (laughs) run out of web you don't run out of webs okay you make webs you you do the thing with the with the with the with the the horns the devil horns thing you throw that back and out comes the web where's the web come on (laughs) yeah and that's the thing is everyone knows the like if anyone's a spider-man fan they know them what you have to make with your hand. I'm making it right now. Yeah, me like, too. What we have to, yeah. And Dude, Spider-Man uh, is my I remember, desktop screensaver. Yeah, I remember <laughs> from the Tobey Maguire one, my favorite scene is when he's trying to figure it out. He's like, go, Web, go. Shazam. He's yeah, to, <laughs> go, fly. And he's like trying to do all these things. And he's like, he's like, what? what is it? And he figures it out. And he's like, oh, that's it. And Which I remember like, of- that like solidified it in my brain as the first like Spider-Man movie I saw and I had never seen the comics. I was like, Oh, that's how Spider-Man makes his web. It's like, he's a fucking spider. So he makes his own fucking web by doing this little movement with his wrist. And then it comes out. And everybody that brought it up to all says the same thing. Well, dog, it's not like that in the comics, but it's like, okay, that's fine. I didn't read the comics. When I saw the Tobey Maguire (laughs) movie and I saw that he got bit by a radioactive spider. Therefore he became a spider man that could crawl on stuff, could make web, and was really strong like a spider is. I was like, that makes sense. Spider-Man. Done. Sick. But yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. I have a lot of gripes with Spider-Man. He's the one superhero. I like them all. Thor's my favorite. But I like them all. Like, a, I like the like Avengers lineup, the, the, the original Avengers. Not the original Avengers lineup, but the comic books, because I know Spider-Man, I think, was in that. Yeah, the original Avengers movie. Those heroes, I liked a lot. Um, the Hulk has gotten kind of strange, though. You know, like as of Endgame, he like. I feel like he, his okay, best the, movie was just the OG Avengers. Like yeah, that's where so he too. shined. I think so too. the The fact that Hulk is now like talking and he's sitting at a table, but he's big and green, but he's signing right. autographs. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second here, Dab. What's going on? <laughs> and Brad can totally attest to this. Like my favorite Marvel character of all time is 100% the Hulk because that's what I am. I lose my shit every once in a while and I go fucking insane. And I loved even the first couple of Hulk movies, you know, Hulk. Eric Bana. <laughs> yeah. And freaking um, Ed Norton playing yeah. Hulk in the second one. I loved the Hulk. And the first one where he doesn't talk, the only thing he says is puny God after he smashes. <laughs> um. Tom Holland. Loki. Loki. Yeah, Loki. Loki. Into oblivion. I was like, yes, that's the Hulk. <laughs> and you know, Hulk smash. That's like what the Hulk yeah. is supposed to do. Like you're stu- you're a big, dumb, green idiot. But in if you follow the comics, like in Endgame, he was supposed to be Professor Hulk, where he like finds to be the Hulk twenty four seven and be banner in one. Right. But I just like I always liked the Hulk where it's like the big dumb fucking idiot that smashes everything and just just demolishes and you're like, uh, is he on our side or is he just destroying everything? Yeah, you like Hulk like in the original Avengers when it does a circle around of him and like Black Widow's like reloading her gun, you know, Iron Man's and Hulk's just like and you're like, Let's fucking go. Like Hulk smash. Like Dude, you know, What's another like what you were just talking about with um, the Loki scene? An- another Marvel, like a scene from the Marvel universe that I really, really enjoyed along those lines was when uh, in the in Ragnarok, where Hulk did that same like choreography move, like the the back and forth, like smash, but he did it to Thor, and then Loki was up top, and Loki That's was like, "Yes, yeah! <laughs> that's what that feels like." <laughs> He's all sorry. He's a big dude. fan. <laughs> I would rewind that scene and I was like, this is too perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was sick. <laughs> total total side note, Thor Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie. Dude, yeah. Ragnarok's awesome. 100%. I think Endgame was my favorite, but Ragnarok's up there. I think at Ragnarok would probably be second. The thing I really yeah. liked about Endgame was going into it, we had had a formula for so many movies as what we can expect. And it flipped it. Movie. Yeah. And they flipped it on its head. And I was like <laughs> feeling emotion. I was connected with characters. I was like referencing backstory that had been like put there from former movies and like thinking about how that's affecting people. Like it was like they really managed to pull on heartstrings. And I thought that like it was like just a really good genuine movie where where sometimes with the Marvel Universe, like you can get movies that are just. You know, they're just kind of like, I don't know what the word would be, kind of like chintzy, like almost, you know what I mean? Right. Like not, I guess just like kind of appeals for kind of hollow, you know, like not the most character development and like just, you know, get to the action as quick as you can, stay in the action for a while and then, you know, set up a plot that brings us to more action. But with Endgame, it was like, 
we had that but at the same time there was just like there's so much to the characters and what they were going through and like wrapped it up too was just like so sick so elegant i thought yeah endgame was freaking an experience endgame like (laughs) me and brad went and saw it together in opening night yeah like we have watched every marvel movie in theaters since they all came out and that was just like a like, all right, the feels, man. This is uh, this is Dude, where I don't, it all comes together. I don't think I blinked. Like, I was like, so like, holy shit, this is it. Yeah, but anywho, back into the Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I'll> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so, sidetrack. Hey, no, you're good, guys. Pause one second. Yep. Hold on, I'm gonna. There we Anything go. We're back. On. But yeah, so, um, so yeah, diving back into the actual movie, um, Spider-Man. Um, spoiler: Jake Gyllenhaal is bad. <laughs> yeah, I liked. So, um, I don't know. I liked that Fury was in that movie a lot. I think the big reason, honestly, is just because I'm a huge Samuel. Yeah, Samuel fan. He's always awesome. My favorite part was when they're in the um the jet, and he's like about to make the suit, and he turns on the music. And it's like ACDC. And Dude. <laughs> he's like, what do you say? Like, he said it's some other band. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He said uh, Rolling Stones, I think. Or... Something. Yeah. It was like not ACDC. Yeah, Led I love Led Zeppelan. Yeah. <laughs> and it just starts cranking the ACDC. And you're like, oh, like, that's like the Iron Man feel while he's working Dude. on the suit. That was like when, a cool, um, like, reminiscent. When, uh. When that scene took place, uh, he goes, he says the line, he's like, you take care of the suit, I'll take care of the music. And as soon as he said the word music, I'm like, Lindsay, ACDC. And then a second later, <laughs> ACDC came on and she was like, how did you know? And I was like, oh, I'm just good, I'm just good. But he st- deep down, obviously, we all knew because of, you know, right. early Iron, Iron Man movies. Yeah. But she didn't watch those, so I'm a genius <laughs> in her eyes. How did he know? Musical mastermind right here. <laughs> I know that in this scene you have to pull up the ACDC. Also, I thought the um the VR like fighting sequences were pretty cool. Like when he was using the VR on Spider-Man, you know, to where like he couldn't tell what was reality and what was fake. Yeah, like, that it, for me was like You didn't like that? I don't know. The I thought it like just gets a little too weird. I'm like, come on, man. It was. I thought it like had like a terrifying effect though, because like yeah, Spider Man's that... a kid, you know, and it's something he's never dealt with. So him not knowing what's real or not, and like trains coming at him, you know, like it. The, I don't the know. Only, the only part I Dude. didn't like is when he's telling his plan to Fury, and I'm like, that's not Fury, bro. <laughs> and oh he tells yeah, it, yeah. And it's like yeah. Jake Jonah, and I was like, you dipshit. And I was like, oh. Okay, when, that brings up a question. So, what happened to Spider-Man where he didn't have, I guess, Spidey sense, but Peter Tingler, whatever the fuck they called it. <laughs> Why didn't he have that in Peter that Tingle. scene? What was what was going on there? I think because uh, he's called plot armor. <laughs> oh, okay, that's it. There's no like, I didn't miss anything in another movie or something. That's what I thought. I think it's like, just what... he couldn't decipher what was real and what wasn't. So, yeah, I think it the thing like... that. That this Spider-Man gets right is again according to the comics, but he's supposed to be a naive teenager, right? Ah. 
who's just like that's why I like Tom Holland because he's a young kid. And apparently Spider-Man gets younger and so does Aunt May. But uh but yeah. yeah. So. When um when Lin- so Lindsay I don't think had seen any of the other um uh any of the other new Spider-Man stuff. She hadn't seen Amazing for sure, I know that, and I think this is I don't think she saw Homecoming. Uh I know that she saw like Civil War and saw the Avenger like Endgame and stuff, so she knew about Spider-Man, but she didn't really know about Spider-Man until we got into this movie and watched it. And Aunt May walks in and Lindsay goes, "Yo, who's that?" And I was like, "Oh, that's Aunt May." And she goes, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> How did they, she get that young? <laughs> I, I, like, I, I would fuck her. They've <laughs> even, they even like joked about it in like I think Civil War or something. Like, your man's hitting on her. Unironically attractive aunt. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, oh, I guess another reason why it. I think I really liked Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is because I didn't get into the comics, but I got really into. The uh, do you guys remember the old like Bugs Bunny era cartoon where he would like be swinging Spider-Man. on webs and mm-hmm. he was swinging above all the buildings and it would look like the <laughs> web would come down from a cloud or whatever? And I got really into that Spider Man and I feel like Toby was much closer to that Spider Man than the other two Spider Man were because right. that Spider Man seemed a little bit older. Um, yeah, he just like I think he create. I don't think he had web. I think he created the web. Right in the in the in the cartoon, I'm not sure. Mm, I don't remember the I don't remember. cartoon. I, remember. I remember like the Sam Raimi series, like it came out of his hand or arm. Yeah. And then yeah. ever since then, it's been back to the comic. So it's been like web shooters. Gotcha. Yeah, you and I Wyatt, are on the same page. We're like, yeah, Spider-Man should make his own web. Yeah, dude. In but... the so in the. Was the comics the whole time like that? Like going back to the originals, it was it was always he had artificial web. OG it was web shooters, but what yeah, I would like original. to see is uh in if they do a Into the Spider Verse two, maybe some of them use web shooters and some of them don't need to. That'd be cool, you know. Like, what? Where yeah. are your webs coming from? Oh, what? Do, what do you mean? He's like, I have to use a web shooter. I don't. Yeah. If you haven't seen Into the Spider Verse, why? recommend it true yeah a lot of people say it's actually the best one yeah a lot of people say it's actually the best was it marvel uh so it's like by sony but you know like with marvel uh they gave the rights to marvel rights to marvel it's honestly probably the best spider-man oh wow even though i like seeing spider-man in real life it's so well done everything about it and like you're big into music the music in it is so cool how they like and the music's a big part of it too. The music like influences the movie and like the score audio mixing's awesome. The way they huh. use like the comic aspects, you know? It's like the first movie that actually made me like, oh, I think I could watch anime. You know, cuz huh. it's like almost like anime in a little bit and they have an anime character in there, like spoiler. Yes. Oh. And... It's really cool, dude. Yeah, to kind of like I have a take whole page of notes because like, I thought it, we it, <laughs> to make it back off. No, that, I messed like, that up. No, you're we, good, man. That's no, all good. We, we, we watched uh, them all. Lindsay and I, sorry, uh, Lindsay and I went online and like we were like, I was like, okay, we're watching the new Spider-Man movie, and we're looking through because we ended up renting it because we couldn't find it on Netflix. So we were looking through the PlayStation Store at all the Spider-Man ones, and then we saw that movie, 
and we're like, oh, this is just a cartoon. This can't be the one that they were talking about. <laughs> and we saw the 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 mar like the live action. So we watched that instead. I messed that up. I'll have to go no, back. You guys will have to have me on here in a week or two or something. Yeah, if you yeah. want to do it for sure. I mean, I already it, yeah. wrote out a whole it page is, of notes. It is, and it it's is on the best Netflix. One. It's the best one. But um, to kind of like piggyback off what Brad said, why like I hadn't really gotten into anime. And I watched that and was like, dude, I think anime might be dope. And literally two days ago, I started watching Attack on Titan. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is pretty fucking cool, actually. And then I started watching Hunter's X Hunter. And I was like, all right, I like, I like this anime shit. Dude, you got to uh, watch my favorite anime of all time is by far this anime called Another and it was a like a single season series because it was written that way like it was written i think it had 11 episodes total or something like that right, and it had right, a no, start it had an ending and it was just like perfectly put together definitely check that out yeah another is super sick for yeah sure. um we got to get rid of wyatt pretty soon here guys because he's a busy man and uh, we don't want to take too much of your time so We'll jump right into the uh, the scores. We'll stick with uh, Brad first. I'll go second. Wyatt go third. So we'll do zero to ten. Yeah. Um. So, got to think about this. Spider Man Far From Home. I'll give it. God, I really liked it. I'm not gonna give it a crazy high score. I'll give it an eight point five. Really liked it. Not my favorite Spider Man of all time, but still like. A really good Marvel movie that I've rewatched since it was in theaters, and I'll rewatch again. Sure. Yeah, I, as everyone knows that's listened to the last couple of episodes, I've gotten a lot harsher on my grading because I feel like I graded everything way too high. Um, this gets a six point five. Uh, I love Marvel movies. I did not like the Jake Gyllenhaal uh, bad guy in. To me, having an important bad guy or one that you can relate to or like is super important to me. So I will, I will definitely watch it again though. So that's why it gets the point five, six on its own, six point five because of the rewatchability. I will watch it again. I love all Marvel movies. Um, if you were to watch this movie and not know anything about Marvel, you probably wouldn't like it. Just yeah, saying. probably. So you need to know a little bit. Or you need to at least watch it with someone that knows a thing or two about Marvel to have them explain it. But on its own, standalone, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work. But yeah, six point five. Cool. I'm up. Yes, sir. Yep. Go for uh, it. I would give this movie like a three point five, maybe a four. I saw, thought of another point while you guys were talking. Here's another thing that I really <laughs> wasn't stoked on with this movie compared to the other Spider-Mans. I feel like, and this, this they managed to actually, I think they did a pretty good job of this in, in The Amazing Spider-Man as well as the original ones. With the Marvel stuff, it feels like Spider-Man's not a badass. It feels like he's always just kind of like fumbling around and like taking the brute of He's everything because he's like a kid <laughs> and still trying to figure stuff out yeah. so because of that i would love to see some like toby Maguire badassery with like some crazy choreography and some like i don't know really cool like fight scenes where he's actually like controlling the situation instead of just kind of letting the situation control him so um and i also didn't believe the drone stuff that kind of didn't dig that so i'll give it a 3.5 and i'm gonna go watch the cartoon what's it called into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's on Netflix. Yeah. All right. We're used. 
cool. Promise. All right, guys. Well, it's been real. Yeah, dude. Thank you uh, so much for uh, joining us, dude. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Wyatt Stab, uh, anything you want to say about your channel or anything before you go? To Feel free to promote or anything. Uh, everything slash Wyatt Stab. I have everything. TikTok, Instagram, uh, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. So everything yeah, slash I'll Wyatt I'll tag everything in the episode, Stab. too. And cool. Just to, Perfect. Just, just to let you guys know, if, if, if you... If you DM him on Instagram or message him on YouTube, he's he's there with his fan base. He'll he'll hit you he'll hit you back up. Um, I don't know if that's the truth anymore, dude. <laughs> really? Oh, I can't. A, I feel I special then. Now. Yeah, back special, when I then. had back when you were watching me when I had like thirty thousand subs and I get like maybe thirty comments, I could keep up with everything. But no, it's now, nowadays I would spend most of the day replying if I had to get how much to try to get to everybody. How much time do you think you have to use just like? running your social media now Lindsay does it all i, I oh, literally shit. handed it off to her it's probably like a full-time was, job too right yeah i was it's, it's i was, uh, I was one crazy. of wyatt's first patreons you were dude this is true <laughs> yeah yeah so speaking of which we'll hop back on that right fucking now I mean to do that <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening to movie stalkers i am brad thanks for our guest wyatt stab and of course thomas until then we'll catch you next week have a good night, guys. See you later, mate.